I call it Harrington in Washington. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is trumpeting the success of his Operation Lone Star initiative. Hitting it hard on the campaign trail, the governor is touting the ongoing voluntary busing of illegal immigrants to the sanctuary cities of New York and Washington, D.C. He's also applauding the huge amount of deadly fentanyl seized so far, more than 335 million lethal doses of the drug. Abbott says Operation Lone Star is filling dangerous gaps left by the Biden administration's refusal to secure the border. Abbott says while Biden ignores the crisis, Texas steps up. Rich Thomason reporting. Military uh, militias rather patrolling nearly deserted streets in Libya's capital today, a day after clashes there killed over 30 people. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt says the left will get more out of you. IRS funding boost becomes political target for Republicans. You think 87,000 IRS agents, you think that's a political target for Republicans? Democrats thought that was a great idea. They would simply squeeze more juice. That's their whole theory of raising revenue to spend on solar panels and electric vehicle credit. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Non-stop conservative talk. We are AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Up next, the Northern Alliance Radio Network with a closer, Brad Carlson. Longest-running local conservative talk shows in the Twin Cities. It is the NARN. If you miss the program for whatever reason, well, you'll find them at our podcast page at am1280thepatriot.com. This afternoon... 84, could see a scattered shower or thunderstorm tonight, the below near 65. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1... The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Got a lot to uh, get to in this first hour. And then uh, we have a a fun second-hour plan, kind of an annual tradition we have here. On the closer edition of the Northern Alliance, my uh, good friend Mark Hearing is going to be joining us in the second hour to uh, talk some football. Yeah, the NFL season is uh, upon us, and uh, Mark is a Packers fan. I am a lifelong Vikings fan. So the NFC North division is the only division which matters to us. So as a result, we are going to be giving a preview of the NFC North division. We're going to take a segment uh, each of the four segments to break down one team. So we're going to go in alphabetical order, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota. Kind of give our uh, uh, insight as to how we expect them to fare uh, this football season. So 
That'll be in the uh, second hour. But I did want to get to some news here in the first hour. I got a uh, local, <clears throat> excuse me, a local issue there uh, that I want to talk about here in the first segment. And then I'll talk about some national stuff, the subsequent segments. But something that has been irking me for quite some time, and I've seen this being bandied about by Governor Tim Walls and many of his far-left surrogates and uh, progressive political action committees here in Minnesota. And that is how they're defining Scott Jensen, uh, Walls' Republican opponent, and how he is going to ban abortion. Now, this all stems from, of course, the Supreme Court in their uh, decision, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, uh, concurrently overturned Roe v. Wade, which had been uh, in place, the decision had been in place for 40 years and had been used as a guideline to say, well, this uh, judgment renders abortion a constitutional right. Well, this current makeup of the Supreme Court says it does no such thing. It was just merely judicial overreach. And when the Dobbs decision leaked in early May, I think it was, indicating that the intention was the conservative majority of the Supreme Court was going to overturn Roe v. Wade, a lot of reasonable people came out and said, okay, if, if this indeed is true, then really all this serves as kicking the issue back to the states where the individual states would be allowed to decide what their abortion laws would be. So, for example, the most radical abortion laws in the country, California, New York, Colorado, would remain in place. Basically, abortion, abortion on demand anytime. And at the same time, you had some states particularly like uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, which uh, passed heartbeat bills where once a heartbeat is detected, abortion becomes illegal, and typically heartbeat is detected on an ultrasound, I believe, after six weeks. So those laws would be allowed to stand, whereas before when states tried to pass their own abortion laws and there was legislation brought against them, a lot of uh, federal courts would shoot them down, saying, well, it's a constitutionally protected right. But this would allow the states to decide. Well, Minnesota is a uh, is different, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But this is this is what's irking me. Tim Walls this past uh, Sunday evening, so a week ago today, put out a tweet saying, "My opponent would sign an abortion ban into law, defund our public schools, and take away Minnesotans' rights." This November, let's make sure he never makes it to the governor's office. So I just want to vote, you know, that defund our public schools. Um, I, I don't, I don't even, don't even know what that means, and I don't think Governor Walls knows what that means. But we'll keep that aside for now. I want to focus on the first sentence in this tweet. My opponent would sign in, sign an abortion ban into law. Governor Walls is either lying, or he is woefully ignorant of the Minnesota Constitution and a legal case brought forth that the Minnesota Constitution considers abortion a right in this state. What, what In your mind, which is worse? That a go- governor is lying or he is woefully ignorant 
of Minnesota law, statute, what have you. Which would be worse? I'll let you decide that. But this is just a flat-out falsehood. A flat-out falsehood. Even if Dr. Scott Jensen is elected governor in November and the Republicans take over the Minnesota House and maintain control in the Minnesota Senate, there will be no abortion ban passed that the governor, uh, Governor Jensen could sign. Why? A little case called Doe v. Gomez. You may have uh, been hearing about that being bandied about. Uh, this is from a, uh, <clears throat> a piece, urestrictmn.org. Uh, uh, this talks about the case. It had been, uh, I think it was 1995, since the Supreme Court of Minnesota ruled that the Minnesota Constitution protects the right to have an abortion and the decision to have an abortion. That case, Women of the State of, Miss- of Minnesota versus Gomez, Doe v. Gomez for short, was based on an anonymous plaintiff, Jane Doe, and brought together six plaintiffs to collectively represent the women of the state. The outcome of the case was monumental for Minnesota, providing stronger protections than the federal Constitution. So with that in mind, if the state legislature gets together a Republican House and a Republican Senate to pass an abortion ban and and Dr. Jensen's uh, Governor Jensen would sign into law, it, it would be it would be moot. It would be powerless because the Constitution supersedes this. Plain and simple. Let's let's get to what are the only ways an abortion ban could be instituted in Minnesota. Well, first off, the Constitution has to be amended. Or there has to be a legal ruling at the Supreme Court of Minnesota. That's it. That's it. That's the only way abortion can be banned in the state of Minnesota. Neither scenario does a governor have any purview whatsoever to overturn abortion. None. So let's go through the couple scenarios real quick. First of all, the makeup of the Supreme Court is pretty well leftist. The only way you can get the Supreme Court, the right makeup of the Supreme Court, to make a ruling, a legal ruling, to say, well, no, uh, actually the Constitution does not protect our right to an abortion, you know, making a legal ruling like the U.S. Supreme Court made, a legal ruling, the makeup of the Supreme Court would have to change. Well, we elect our Supreme Court justices here in Minnesota, or once they reach the age of 70, that's a mandatory retirement age. And then, if they reach the age of 70, then the sitting governor has the purview to appoint a replacement to a justice turning age 70. Well, none of the justices sitting on the Supreme Court right now are close to age 70. So unless you have a mass resignation of justices, then a governor can appoint replacements. But you're not going to see that. You're not going to see a large resignation of justices. Okay? And even if you had the proper makeup at the Supreme Court that would make a legal ruling to say, no, sorry, abortion is not protected by the Minnesota Constitution, there still has to be a case brought forward. Okay, so a a court 
a judici- the judicial branch of government does not have the purview to all of a sudden wake up one day and rule by judicial fiat and say, well, yeah, we're, we're just going to overturn uh, this, this law that has been in place. Okay, a, a, a case has to be brought forward. And then the other way is the voters vote on an amendment to, the, to amend the state constitution. Well, that requires the state legislature. If the legislature got together and said, we're going to put forth a question on the ballot that says, do you, you know, just for this is just an example. Do you support allowing the legislature to make abortion law? Yes or no. And if the voters vote majority, yes, then the legis- they give the power to the legislature to make abortion law. And then the governor would have to sign it in place. But the governor can't do that unless there is a ballot question. Has anybody brought forth a proposal saying, you know what? If the Republicans take over the legislature, we on day one are going to attempt to put a question on the ballot saying, do you allow the state legislature to make abortion law and would then would subsequently have to be signed by the governor? So... Tim Walls, again, he's either lying or he's flat-out ignorant. And and this is a power play he was having when Roe v. Wade was kicked. He's like, well, not on my watch. Women's right to choose, women's right to, to, to control her own body, that, that'll, that'll always be the case on my watch. There will be no abortion ban on my watch. Again, it was never going to happen. He, he, he literally has to do nothing. And, and the law wouldn't change. So uh, what a shock. Alliance for a Better Minnesota. Uh, Daniel, if we have that uh, clip ready, cut number one. Uh, this is Alliance for Better Minnesota. Of course, this is funded, the uh, political action committee funded by former Governor Dayton's ex-wife, Elida Messenger, where she attempts to buy uh, all DFL offices wherever possible. This is an ad that they put out. You can find it on YouTube, too. Uh, basically saying, men, step up. We need to protect a women's right to choose. Cut number one. I'm fixing a sink here to show guys that Minnesota Republicans could ban abortion this year. The Supreme Court no, just overturned Roe versus Wade, basically the worst nightmare for women. Then the Republican nominee for governor, Scott Jensen, plus a bunch of knuckle-dragging candidates for state legislature, are promising to Classy. ban abortion in the state. No, they're not. That'll show these extremist Republicans could actually win in Minnesota this year if men like us don't step up. Women need us. We can't let Scott Jensen win. If men like us don't step up, why do I picture this guy looking like Pajama Boy holding his little cup of latte there? Uh, what, What Republican has promised to ban abortion? Because if there is a Republican out there that has promised to ban abortion, I will call that Republican out, too, and say, that's not how that works unless you go through these channels that I just laid out for you, these scenarios that I just laid out. Again, Dr. Jensen and his running mate, Matt Burke, have both said we do not support abortion under any circumstances, even in the cases of incest or rape. You can decide whether that's the proper worldview to have or not. I'm not here to judge that. I'm not here to say whether I agree or disagree with that. But guess what? They have their personal worldview. But this idea that they have a personal worldview and they're conveying that personal worldview does not translate to the fact that they can actually change the law, and sign an abortion ban. It cannot happen. They say they promised to ban abortion this year. It can't happen this year. The only, the only, the soonest it can happen is 2024 if a question gets on the ballot. And guess what? 
Given the makeup of the state we, we're in, even if Republicans take control of both chambers of the legislature and some sort of question gets on the ballot to allow an amendment to the state constitution saying, yeah, uh, lawmakers can make their own abortion law, no way, I don't believe that would pass in Minnesota. It, I don't believe it would. So, again, this is what they resort to when they can't make a coherent defense of their stance on law enforcement, on crime, on the economy. The DFL polls poorly on those issues. And because of that, this is just sheer gaslighting, and they are relying upon people, or they're hoping that voters are either stupid or naive. So you decide which offends you more, that these people think you're stupid or naive, or that they're flat-out lying to you. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. She said it's lonely here tonight. She's always sad when she's alone. She said I need you here tonight. She couldn't wait till I. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America. America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across Standard Heating is in state fair mode. Take advantage of their savings on a stick. $950 in instant savings off an AC unit or ductless system. Financing as low as $69 per month. Plus, $50 off an electronic air cleaner or UV light with the purchase of a furnace or air conditioner. That's as exciting as a donut on a stick. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business, servicing over 500,000 homes in the Twin Cities. Call and schedule your free in-home estimate today. Don't miss out on these State Fair specials of $950 off instantly on an AC unit or ductless system, plus $50 off a qualified indoor air quality product. These deals are good now through Labor Day. Go to StandardHeating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's StandardHeating.com. Mention the Patriot. Cool off with your new air conditioner after a fun-filled day at the fair. Visit standardheating.com for details.
If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Am I dreaming or stupid? I think I've been hit by you, baby. No one needs to know. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. You can check us out via Twitter again. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And you can also uh, check check out our Facebook page. Just uh, go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you have yet to do so. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Going to get to probably one of the bigger national news stories from this past week. Uh, Pretty much every progressive during the 2020 campaign was trying to outdo each other about how far furthest left they could get. And I think it was uh, Julian Castro. He was one of the 20 plus candidates for uh, the Democrat nominee for president in 2020, where he, I think his most radical proposal is he was going to provide free health care for uh, trans illegal immigrants. That's not an onion story. That's not a Babylon B story. That was true. Okay. So my point is they were trying to outleft each other. Well, the one common denominator amongst most of the candidates, anyways, was the cancellation of student loan debt, because the I think it's close to a trillion dollars in debt and student loan debt being held by those who went to college. And this is because anything the federal government touches turns to crap. They're the kind of the anti-King Midas, if you will. And what happens is. You have prospective students wanting to go to college, wanting to get a degree, but don't have the money to pay for it. So they go to a bank and they get part of the federal student loan program where they go to the bank. The bank will dole out the money because they get the money from the federal government. So, you know, bank is just basically a go between. They don't really have to scrutinize the borrower. And the federal government says, well, we're if they default on this loan. We'll just guarantee it. We'll we'll back it up. So, of course, they're just going to give it out willy-nilly. And, oh, yeah, why not charge as high interest rate as you can? Because in the event they default, well, you'll get as much interest money as you possibly can through the student loan. And that's what a lot of young people who graduate with degrees and have these huge debts realize that they're hardly making a dent in it because they're paying off so much of the interest. Well, this had been talked about quite a bit during the 2020 campaign, canceling student loan debt. So before we get into 
this past Wednesday, uh, the president's proposal regarding that. I want to take you back to the campaign trail back in, I think it was early 2020, when uh, Focahontas, a.k.a. Senator Elizabeth Warren out of Massachusetts, she was one of the many candidates for uh, president. This has been her drumbeat ever since she's been in the Senate. She was first elected to the U.S. Senate in 2012, and this has been her big thing forever, wanting to cancel student loan debt. And the obvious question is, okay, you're going to cancel student loan debt for all of these young people who have barely made a dent in their balance, whereas me or my children, they had this enormous debt. They worked two, three jobs in order to pay off their uh, stu- pay off their tuition within three years so they didn't have an extra tuition, you know. Uh, are we going to get some sort of relief? Because this sounds incredibly inequitable. And for the party of equity, this doesn't sound quite right. So I'm going to go back. This is cut number two. I'm going to go back to an exchange a gentleman had with Elizabeth Warren. Uh, just listen to this. This is very telling. And this should have kind of been a clue of what was coming down the road. Cut number two. Okay, and of course she didn't have an answer for that. But but this is this is this was was the the big scam. And by the way, a lot of these young people who are complaining most about having so much student loan debt, particularly on social media, they make their little TikTok videos and creative ways about how they need to cancel student debt. Uh, in the next in the next video, they're showing their uh, uh, luxury vacation. It's hard to have sympathy for you if you're going on these luxury vacations instead of putting your head down and trying to pay off your debt. But you know what? They probably saw what was coming. They probably saw, hey, you know, we're, we're going to end up getting this canceled anyways. This was, this was just nothing more than an appeasement to progressives. Well, ever since Joe Biden took office, the progressives were hot on his trail. And they said, okay, a lot of us stood down. So you could be the candidate because you were the most electable candidate to beat Donald Trump in 2020. A lot of us stood down, and now you're the president. Okay, you need to stick to your, uh, you need to give us a little something back here. We threw our endorsement behind you, even though we kind of held our nose because you're the more moderate one. Imagine thinking Joe Biden is a moderate, considering some of the stuff he was saying in the campaign trail. But nevertheless, progressives, they wanted their big payday. And it was almost as if uh, Nancy Pelosi, this was a sound clip, I believe, from last year, uh, July of 2021. It was almost as if Nancy Pelosi was providing cover for Biden, because now that he was in office and, and everything else. And, and in July of 2021, Joe Biden's job approval rating was still above 50 percent. And Nancy Pelosi was trying to, you know, help him out a little bit and get some progressives on board of some of the more leftist policies that they wanted to pass. And so Nancy Pelosi, uh, this was very telling, uh, what she was talking about here. It was almost as if she was trying to provide a coherent a cover for the president, uh, who 
I don't think wanted to cancel student debt, but was getting tremendous pressure from the progressives, progressive wing of the Democrat Party. Here's cut number three, Speaker, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, in July of 2021. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. Correct. He, he can does not. postpone. He can delay. Which he has. But he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. Correct. And um, uh, I, I, I don't even like to call it forgiveness because that in, implies a transgression. It's not to be forgiven. Get just freeing people from those obligations. Uh, so it, it, it the question of who gets forgiven, whether to use the term of art that is out there, uh, is a is a debate. Do we use the, whatever money there is for the broadest base of support of the those with um, more people with even less debt or fewer people with more debt? That's a policy discussion. But the, the difference between the president doing president can't do it. So that's not even a discussion that not everybody realizes that. But the president they still can don't. only postpone, delay, yeah. but not forgive. Okay. So what changed? What changed? Fast forward to this past Wednesday. This is from the AP. President Joe Biden on Wednesday announced his long-awaited plan to deliver on a campaign promise to, vi- to provide $10,000 in student debt cancellation for millions of Americans and up to $10,000 more for those with the greatest financial need, along with new measures to lower the burden of repayment for their remaining federal student debt. Borrowers who earn less than $125,000 a year or families earning less than $250,000 would be eligible for the $10,000 loan forgiveness. Biden announced in a tweet, For recipients of Pell Grants, which are reserved for undergraduates with the most significant financial need, the federal government would cancel up to an additional $10,000 in federal loan debt. Biden is also extending a pause on federal student debt payment for what he called the final time through the end of 2022. So there you have it. Here, here's a scenario I want to give to you. It's if you are a single person making less than $125,000 a year or a couple making less than $250,000 a year, you're eligible for the $10,000 loan forgiveness. Let me, let me give you a scenario. Suppose you have a a husband, or it could be a wife. Okay, let equal opportunity here, right? One of the one of the two spouses. Let 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 let's be progressive on this program and say let's say the wife is is a high power attorney makes about two hundred forty five thousand dollars a year, and her husband stays home. You know they have a couple of kids. Husband, he's a home dad. That that's that happens more often today. It does. It really does. The husband is a home dad, so he doesn't make any income, but he, he stays home with the kids. So that family with a household income of $245,000 would be eligible for $10,000 loan forgiveness. Meanwhile, you have 65% of adults who did not go to college, don't have a college degree, and another 20% who went to college and they have no debt, whether they've paid off their student loans or their parents had 529s for them or they paid as they went along, whatever. So that's 85% of adults 
who have no student loan debt, all of a sudden, their taxes are going to go up to pay for this. And yeah, this doesn't get canceled. This doesn't get forgiven. It has to be paid for. Because this, these student loans are a liability. And I, I work in finance for a living. And I'll, I'll just give you basic accounting here. You have your liabilities. But the money that comes in to pay off those liabilities, okay, cash, what's, what, what, what is that? That's cash, right? That's cash that comes in, so that's an asset, and that's used to pay down the liability. Well, all of a sudden, if this money's not coming in because their payments are being paused or, or forgiven altogether, you still have that liability on the books. It doesn't go away because the government promised to back these student loans, so they still have to be paid. How will they be paid? By increasing people's taxes. The average tax increase, the average taxpayer is going to be dinged an extra couple thousand dollars per year. Even though they didn't go to college, even though people these people didn't go to college or they were or if they did go to college, they paid off their debts or paid their tuition as time went on. You and yet you're going to preach to us about fairness? You're going to say that this is done being done fair and and and, and equitable? Seriously? This this is this policy is not only immoral and horrible policy. It's horrible politics because you're basically redistributing money from people who, if you're making one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars as a single or two hundred fifty thousand dollars as a couple, or just below that threshold, those respective thresholds, okay, that's pretty well off. It doesn't buy as much as it did, say, 10 years ago, but that's still pretty well off. So you're essentially transferring money to those who didn't go to college. And for those who didn't go to college, they don't have these high-profile jobs. They work in more blue-collar jobs. They're they're still good jobs, but they don't pay as well as, say, a physician or, or an attorney, okay, or an engineer, you know, some of these jobs that fall just under that $250,000 threshold as a couple or $125,000 threshold as a single. So Democrats, whatever goodwill that they have built up through recent political happenstance, um, they're really kicking it away right now. And it's very telling by some of the politicians that are coming out in opposition of this. So we'll uh, talk a little bit more about this next segment, uh, continuing to discuss the pre- uh, President Biden's uh, student loan forgiveness program and how uh, not only is this horrible policy, it's horrible politics. We'll talk a little bit more about those aspects when we come back. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Is your job recession-proof? Now might be the perfect time to switch careers and become an IT professional with My Computer Career. IT is listed as one of the top recession-proof professions. You could have your dream job in just months, not years. No experience needed. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 1-800-PSALM-16. That's 1-800-PSALM-16, 1-800-PSALM-16. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. And one that's a shortcut to anywhere. You can check out uh, my blog at bradcarlson.org. And feel free to leave a comment or question via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And feel free to follow us along at Facebook as well. Go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And you can follow all of our content there. As always, we appreciate your support. So I, I mentioned how... Yeah, I, this this is just horrible policy. It's horrible politics. I mean, why you know you can it, it's it's very telling, by the way. And this is a, just a quick aside. Uh, how 
this is playing amongst uh, certain elements of the uh, Democrat Party. Now, with some key Senate races coming up that will determine control of the Senate, like Nevada, for instance, incumbent Democrat Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, who is uh, got a very tough challenge from uh, Adam Laxalt, uh, Republican, obviously, in Nevada, and this is a this is a uh, potential flip for the Republicans. Uh, Senator Cortez Masto, ding surprise, comes out against this particular policy. What a big surprise! And Tim Ryan, who is the Democrat uh, Senate candidate in Ohio, uh, that this is the seat held by Republican Rob Portman. Rob Portman is retiring. Republican candidate is J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance will probably win. Uh, but it's closer than it needs to be because Ohio has become a reliably a red state thanks to thanks to President Trump. But Ohio, what is the makeup of a lot of people in Ohio? It's working class, right? The very people that this is going to adversely affect, where their taxes are going to go up as a result of the student loan cancellation. So Tim Ryan, surprise, comes out against this uh, particular initiative as well. So you can tell... Politically, outside of the progressive wing of the Democrat Party, this is not a popular policy at all. It's horrible politics. And again, the Democrats, what looked to be earlier this year as a disastrous midterms for them, all of a sudden, they have a realistic shot of hanging on to the Senate and a non-zero chance of hanging on to the House. I still think the Republicans will take the House but the Democrats most recently had a non-zero chance of hanging on to the House. Now, with this particular policy, I got to believe that there are going to be some House seats, current Democrat House seats that are going to be back up for grabs for Republicans. We'll see. So from that standpoint, it's horrible politics. But you got to wonder, I, I did mention how this is not only bad politics, bad policy, but potentially illegal Why? The Daily Caller kind of lays this out. President Joe Biden's administration is relying on a post-9-11 law to cancel $10,000 in student debt for millions of Americans. Now, just an aside here, typically fiscal matters like this, they're not decided by executive fiat. It has to go through Congress. We played House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's uh, soundbite last segment, where she basically said that very thing last year. This has to be done through Congress. At the very minimum, you can say it's it's horrible policy, horrible politics, but if it's done through Congress, okay, it's done through the legal channels. This potentially is not, and the reason President Biden thinks he can get away with this is, again, he's relying on a post-9-11 law to cancel $10,000 in student debt for million Americans. The law, known as the HEROES Act, was first proposed in 2003 and was intended for military members serving in the U.S. in the wake of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. The text of the law allows for modification of federal student loan rules in the midst of a war or other military operation or national emergency. The Department of Education, in a memo issued Tuesday, cited the COVID-19 pandemic as a reason for using the HEROES Act to legally cancel student debt. The HEROES Act, first enacted in the wake of September 11 attacks, provides the Secretary broad authority to grant relief from student loan requirements during specific periods, a war, other military operation, or national emergency, such as the present COVID-19 pandemic, and for specific purposes, including to address the financial harms of such a war, 
other military operation or emergency, the Department of Education's General Counsel Lisa Brown wrote to DOE Secretary Miguel Cardona. In present circumstances, this authority could be used to effectuate a program of categorical debt cancellation directed at addressing the financial harms caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. The secretary could waive or modify statutory and regularly provisions to effectuate a certain amount of cancellation for borrowers who have been financially harmed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, the memo reads. Okay, uh, a lot to unpack here. First off, this seems awfully similar to when the president extended the eviction moratorium. You remember during the COVID-19 pandemic when people were losing their jobs because businesses were being shut down, people were not going to be able to pay their rents. So the CDC basically issued a moratorium saying, okay, you people who own rental properties and have renters there, you are not allowed to evict these renters during for whatever time period uh, because these people are out of work and aren't able to pay their rent. And so you basically can't evict them just because they're in hard times due to circumstances beyond their control. And then the president, within a number of months, when the eviction moratorium was set to expire, came in behind and said, well, I'm going to extend it. And he says, I don't think this is constitutional. It's probably illegal. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to buy these people some time, give them a little relief. And then eventually got kicked to the courts and went all the way to the Supreme Court and said, yeah, you can't do that via exec- executive fiat. Can't happen. And then the president could say, well, you know what? I tried. I, I tried. The courts overruled me. What are you going to do? And I, I have a feeling that the president, again, he didn't really want to do this. He kept kicking the can down the road. He kept getting pressure from the progressives saying, Mr. President, when are you going to hold to your promise of canceling student debt? Again, we progressives got out of your way so you could be the 2020 nominee because you were the only one who was polling well against Donald Trump to defeat him so he would not be reelected. We did you that favor. We stood down. We endorsed you even though you were not our preferred candidate. What are you going to do? What are you going to do for us? How about a little payback here? And he finally went ahead and said, okay, we're going to cancel student debt for certain segments, the segments I already broke down. And I would not be shocked if he's relying, he's just begging for a suit to come to the courts, where the courts will issue a stay on this ruling. They say, no, can't do that. It'll get kicked to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court would likely shoot this down. Not 100% guarantee, of course. But they would likely say, no, you can't do this via executive fiat. It has to go through Congress. It's a fiscal matter. And then the president could say, well, like like he did with the eviction moratorium. Well, I tried. I put it forth a good faith effort, and I got undermined by the courts. And this will further the narrative of the progressives saying we have an out-of-control rogue judiciary that's been compromised by the conservatives on the court. We need to pack the Supreme Court. It's all setting up for them perfectly, especially since they've realized they have a non-zero chance of hanging on to all of Congress in after the 2022 midterms. I don't think it'll happen, but there is a non-zero chance it could. And if they can just get one or two extra Senate seats, maybe, just maybe, they'll finally get the 50 votes plus Vice President Harris to overturn the filibuster and boom, kick the filibuster. There you go. You got your carte blanche. Do whatever you want then. 
It's all setting up perfectly for them. And the president could just, you know, basically be hands off. Because I, I, I think deep down they know that this is not going to fly well from a, from a legal standpoint. So uh, there has been a lot of disingenuous arguments put forth of those who complain about student uh, loan forgiveness, saying, well, if you were benefits of the PPP program, Paycheck Protection Program, during the pandemic, I don't want to hear word one out of you. Don't, not, you don't have word one to say, because you remember PPP loans, right? Those were given to corporations who were forced to shut down during the pandemic and to ensure that their employees would continue to get a paycheck because they couldn't work. They weren't allowed to work, right? And as long as these companies met certain criteria, these loans would be forgiven. And people are equating that. They're saying, well, you got a PPP loan. You're fine with that. But student debt forgiveness? Well, seems a little hypocritical. Well, that's a stupid, moronic vapid argument and final segment i will break it down to why and uh, we'll be back with that uh, one final segment this hour with me brad carlson am 1280 the patriot northern alliance radio network again follow us along at twitter hashtag narn show that's hashtag n-a-r-n show back with that final segment this hour go nowhere golden brown texture like sun lays me down AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. 
What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Went a little long, a couple of segments, so only have a short segment to wrap up this first hour. Continuing to talk about the uh, White House's loan forgiveness program and a lot of uh, false equivalencies, apples to oranges arguments, whatever you want to call them, talking about uh, the cancellation of student loan debt. And it's like, well, if you were a beneficiary of the PPP program, you don't have word one to say about canceling student debt. That makes you a hypocrite. Well, uh, first, the obvious, the Paycheck Protection Program. At the very minimum, it was passed by Congress. So right then and there, that should end all arguments. But let's just say, you know, they're they're on equal merits, equal footing as far as, I don't know, the morality of the the laws or, you know, policy-wise, what have you. Paycheck Protection Program is instituted because businesses had to shut down during the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, basically by the government orders. Now, there were some businesses that tried to stay open, defied government orders, and they were assessed fines each and every day. And there were some businesses that didn't want to fight that because they didn't have the legal wherewithal. And they certainly didn't have the money if fines got stacked up because in the event they lost their lawsuit, then they would have gone out of business. Now, some bravely chose to stand up and fight, say, you know what? It's worth risking losing my business over this because if I have to shut down for any length of time, I'm going to lose my business anyways. But the Paycheck Protection Program was designed to allow business owners to continue to pay their employees who weren't being allowed to work. And if the criteria was satisfied by these businesses, then these loans were forgiven. Where I work... Okay, I work at a, a uh, manufacturing company. We have several uh, manufacturing facilities around the country and several distribution facilities. We're in, like, I think 40 states. Okay, so we were impacted significantly. Now, the owner of my company, you know, he's the sole owner of my company. He's multi-multi-millionaire many, many times over. He'd have been fine, but it's the employees who weren't allowed to work. And so the loan was given to ensure that employees got a paycheck. So what you're telling me is you're equating a loan, which, again, passed by Congress, given to employees who were not allowed to work, that accepting those funds but complaining about student loan forgiveness makes them hypocrites. Student loans. Were the student, were, did, could these people have survived without student loans? Yeah. They would have just had to maybe go to a less expensive college or a trade school. Or maybe not school at all. Or maybe, oh, I don't know, 
uh, instead of going on your luxurious vacations, living up to your obligations and paying your loans back. And I'll read a couple quick uh, paragraphs from Alapundit at uh, Hot Air. Basically says, uh, the White House basically saying, if your PPP loan was forgiven, don't complain about student loans being forgiven. This is a White House talking point. Uh, There's a stench of desperation in this argument as if the White House has nothing more convincing to say in defense of its indefensible bribe to college grads, which may have to do with the fact the White House has nothing more convincing to say in defense of its indefensible bribe to college college grads. Uh, Yesterday, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked how they're planning to pay for a program that'll cost in excess of $300 billion and was left stammering. And no wonder... What could she have plausibly said in reply? Because the Inflation Reduction Act, and I'm using scare quotes, it's not good on the radio, but the Inflation Reduction Act was said to be lowering deficits. That's a fallacy. Economists said that's not going to happen. The Congressional Budget Office said that's not going to happen. But let's say for the sake of argument, the Inflation Reduction Act was going to decrease our deficits. If that's the case, whatever reduction was going to happen through the Inflation Reduction Act gone because of the student loan forgiveness program so take about white house and continuing trying to stammer through this indefensible bailout because uh it is just that indefensible Close. hour number one in the books hour number two coming back in mere moments am 12 the patriot northern alliance radio network with me brad carlson back in a few closing time Love is a burning thing. This is Kurt Schlichter. When the left said it wanted to transform America, what it really meant was it wanted to ruin everything. From our decaying cities to our best-in-the-world military, whatever the left gets control of, it destroys. But it isn't too late to turn this around. That's why I wrote my latest book called We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. This book is my road back to American greatness. Read Kurt Schlichter's essential new book, We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. Available wherever books are sold. Pro-life across America, the I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Are you tired of looking at your chipped oil-stained garage floor every time the door opens? You need to talk with the folks at the coating crew. 
These guys can transform your garage or utility floor concrete into an extension of your home. Imagine matching your floor to your sweet summer ride or showing off your team colors. The coating crew has a wide variety of colors to match the most eclectic tastes in man cave decor. These guys take the time to properly prep the floor, repair cracks and pits, and then the magic begins and all in just one day. This attention to detail sets them apart from the competition. It's a given that their crews are trained and certified to create your long and lasting oasis. Since 1999, the coating crew has been providing superior products and exceptional customer service. Contact CodingCrew.com. Reclaim the value and space of your old garage floor. Schedule a free quote at CodingCrew.com and tell them Dennis sent you. CodingCrew.com. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish. And we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 